Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my gorgeous, <laughs> super intelligent, and attraction theme song. I thought you were say attractive. <laughs> I already said gorgeous. Attra- what more do you need? I don't know. Sorry to mean to interrupt your flow. There. <laughs> attractive. <laughs> co-host and wife Michelle. Hi, thank you, sweetie. <laughs> and happy Memorial Day to yes, everyone. Yes, it didn't take us long to get off the rails on this Memorial Day weekend. Sorry. Yes, yes. Very happy Memorial Day uh, weekend to everybody out there, especially to those who have family members who have served in the military, have paid the ultimate price right. uh, during many of these times, which is why we actually, you know, have this day right or this weekend to go on but i also want to pay a special memorial day wish out there to all those that are on a different front line right now and those sure. who have uh, actually been on that front line and have paid the ultimate price for that too um Thank you so much to everybody who is out there on the front line and especially heartwarming wishes to those who have lost members who, you know, were fighting the good fight. Exactly. Exactly. Or for people who have had to, you know, be on the front lines and actually experience, you know, some of the tragedies that have happened. Mm-hmm. But uh, Yeah. Um, anyway, it's a, it's a very different Memorial Day weekend this year, but we're going to try and make the best of it today uh, with our celebration of, of, of memories from the theme parks, which I think right. we all have memories of the theme parks, but we're going to go back a little bit farther and we'll get into all that in just a moment. Thank you for joining us today. Obviously, we're mentioning it's Memorial Day weekend. We were recording this episode on Sunday, May 24th, 2020. Uh, we really appreciate you found us. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there, why don't you just take a second and go ahead and sign up for the newsletter? That is a great idea, sweetie. I have them every once in a great <laughs> while. It's a long time in between them, but right, every once right. in a while, I come no, up with no, one. you're doing great. You do great, but yeah, I think it was. It's a great idea and a great suggestion for everybody who wants to uh, have some real good fun during the week. You put out a great newsletter, and you will love it. And we, as we say every week. We don't do anything with your email address. We don't share it with anybody. We're just using it to send you the the newsletter. Right. And this week we had a couple extra things. One that I'm going to get to a little later in the show, uh, just kind of to get you involved in an upcoming episode. And also we reached out for this episode to get some input as well. And we did receive a couple of responses to that, all from the newsletter. Uh, You are the first ones to find out news about the Hyperion Adventures podcast if you are subscribed to the newsletter. I also want to take this moment to wish my mom a happy birthday. Oh, that's right. It is her birthday. Happy birthday, Rita. Yes. And uh, we'll be doing a Zoom birthday celebration with her and other family members after we record this. Yes, that's uh, that's very exciting. That'll be a lot of fun. So happy birthday, uh, Rita. Uh, wow, uh, you know, another year, but uh, she's still plugging away strong yeah. as ever. So She's a real Disney fan, and she's the one that, uh, you know, kind of really pushed me into, I shouldn't say pushed me, but introduced pushed me. Pushed you. <laughs> pushed <laughs> no. you onto It's a oh, small world. Oh, please edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, she introduced me. Right, of course. To the 
Disney parks, so Walt Disney World. Of course. Yes. No, uh, definitely, and uh, thank you for, for that. Otherwise, we may not be doing this podcast. That's right. So, uh, the other place to find us uh, as well is on social media. We are very active on social media. We have a lot of fun with a lot of different uh, podcasts, a lot of different bloggers, a lot of you out there who are just plain listeners of our show. Not plain listeners. You're all wonderful <laughs> listeners. Uh, and if you want to find us on social media, you can reach out to us on Twitter, at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest interest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you ever want to email us for any reason, you can always hit us up on, on our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Right. And we love hearing from people. We've got some good things that came in this week. Like you said, we're going to be talking about that. But uh, please do reach out to us if you have questions about things that we've talked about on our episodes. If you have uh, suggestions of things you'd like to hear more about, please feel free to drop us a line and we'd love to explore some of your ideas as well. Yes, definitely. Speaking of that, that leads us perfectly into what I want to get to at this next moment. Uh, we, we received a lot of great um, <laughs> a great input in regards to our last episode, Michelle's wonderful Disney <laughs> history lesson into the 1964-65 World's Fair, uh, especially because for whatever reason, even though it was slated to be out, it was all over uh, different reports. I, I believe there was even a press release from Disney Plus that it was going to happen. Uh, they were going to drop uh, Disneyland Goes to the, the World's Fair mm -hmm. on Friday, but it didn't happen. I don't know what happened in those regards, but if you're curious as to what happened and you haven't listened to that episode yet you should definitely go back and listen to our last episode michelle did a fantastic oh, job breaking it down i think everybody who listened to it would agree with that however uh we also uh we got hit up by one of our great friends out on social media he uh, direct messaged us adam from the mouse and more podcast yeah. said how much he loved the show the uh the episode Thank how much you. he really enjoyed it i got into a little um you know, Twitter conversation with him and told him there was some stuff that we couldn't even put, we couldn't fit into the show because it just would run too long and we couldn't cut it down. And one of the things that I mentioned that we had, uh, but unfortunately we just couldn't find the space to fit it in, was this interesting piece of raw sound from Walt Disney uh, recording for the Magic Skyway. And I told him, I mean, look, you know, Adam... Uh, we really appreciate what he said. You wanted to hear this, so I'm going to edit it down slightly, and we're going to play that for you right now. Thank you, Mr. Ford, and hello, friends. I'll be riding along to point out some of the things you're going to see from your front row seat in Mr. Ford's automobiles. Thanks to... Zol I'm sorry. I'll, I'll start again. Thanks to some old-fashioned magic we call imagination... This Ford Motor Company car will be your time machine for your journey, carrying you far back in time to the dawn of life on land and transporting you far out into the future. But that's getting us far ahead of our story. <laughs> far ahead. <laughs> Pardon me. It's good. But that's getting far ahead of our story. Right now, we're leaving the world of today behind. So if your imagination is ready, here we go. I didn't kind of like that, huh? Right, cut. cut, yeah. What do you say, Marty? Right now, we're leaving the world of today behind. So if your imagination is ready, here we go. I think that was better, huh? We're a little confused here, huh? 
We're traveling backwards in time, many millions of years, in fact, back to a day when giant creatures thundered over the land and soared like gliders across the sky. You're probably familiar with some of their names. Allosaurus, Edifosaurus, Pterodactyl. Not exactly the kind of pets you would keep around the house. In fact, most of them were kind of, well, kind of uh, supercalifragilistic—oh, wait a minute. Let me start again. In fact, most of them were kind of, well, kind of uh, supercalifragilistic expialidocious. And that's as big as they come. Well, kind of uh, supercalifragilistic expialidocious. And that's as big as they come. I think that's it. Let me just take that. Yeah. I think that's a better take, don't you? Okay, but smoother. Hmm? Father Brontosaurus over there weighed 60,000 pounds. And he weighed, oh no, six, what is my, yeah. I forgot my line there that I, isn't in here. Father Brontosaurus over there weighed 60,000 pounds and he ate his vegetables every day. In fact, that's all he ate. I don't know, that was sound good. Father Brontosaurus over there weighed 60,000 pounds and he ate his vegetables every day. In fact, that's all he ate. I don't know. Is that right? The pteranodon flew with wings like a bat, but he was really a reptile, like all the other dinosaurs. Even those armor-plated triceratops hatched baby... <laughs> Hold it, I'll get it. Even those armor-plated triceratops hatched baby-bouncing reptiles. <laughs> Even those armor-plated triceratops hatched bouncing baby reptiles. Perhaps someday we'll be riding rocket ships like those flashing overhead to anywhere in space. Perhaps someday we will drive jet-powered vehicles over weather-controlled highways in the sky. Oh, yeah, that's a big long one there. Perhaps someday we will drive jet-powered vehicles over weather-controlled highways in the sky, like the spiral... That's a mouthful there, Artie. Cut it a minute, will you? <laughs> and like the blast-off of a space vehicle for the moon and beyond... Uh, beyond. <clears throat> Man's achievements in science and industry have carried us here. And like the blast-off of a space vehicle for the moon and beyond, man's achievements have challenged our hopes and rocketed our dreams beyond the horizons. Is that any better, Marty? Was that any better, Marty? Lousy? Now our journey is almost at an end. And on behalf of old behalf. Now our journey is almost at an end. On behalf of your host, Ford Motor Company, and the creative staff of the Walt Disney Studio, who dreamed up this adventure, I hope you've enjoyed your trip. That's fine, Walt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, we get 
Yeah, so uh, a little <laughs> bit of Walt there from back when he was recording for the Magic Skyway for the 1964 World's Fair. I really wish I had found space to put that in the original episode, right. but I think it's kind of fun to be able to share it uh, on an extra episode it, here as well. Yeah, yeah, it's still nice to be able to share that. And, uh, you know, it's it's so funny because it, it's so much like our podcast recording. <laughs> Take care. I know. Does that sound right, does it? <laughs> <laughs> no, behalf, right on behalf. I'm going to throw that in at some point today. <laughs> it's, uh, there's a couple things in there that are so great. One, you know, Walt trying to be, you know, find perfection within it. But mm-hmm. still, you know, uh, he's human. He right. was human. He would, you know, he made mistakes just like we do, as you mentioned on our podcast. I also love that he's talking to Marty, who, if I'm not mistaken, I would bet that's Marty Sklar. That's my guess, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, the, it, 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 interesting that there are these, obviously, Walt, who is the, you know, uh, the, the uh, basis behind everything that we talk about on this podcast right. for the parks, everything out there. But then Marty, who has done so much for the Imagineering, for what you see in the parks, for Walt right. Disney in general, I just find that uh, completely fascinating and uh, just a, an interesting, a interesting little peek into Walt there. Definitely. You know, and it's interesting. I mean, if you think about it, Walt was an animator, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's his background. He started, you know, really getting into the art, obviously, and animation. Um, and he did, he was a filmmaker, but not necessarily, you know, somebody who was always narrating his voice for things. And, you know, as we mentioned last episode, this was, um, you know, Ford, was it Henry Ford II's right. request to have Ford do that narration uh, versus a professional uh, narrator that they use on the first go around of it. So it, I don't know. I just find it fascinating. And I, like you said, it's just also fun once in a while to listen to Walt Disney, who is the foundation, like you said, of everything that we're talking about and, you know, who really had the dream to make things happen. Yeah. And just to, you know, get a peek into Walt and see, you know, the human being that he was. Yes. You know, we, we obviously, you see him and it's, everything is perfect. You know, everything he says is poignant, you know, and we live through memes and, and gifs nowadays, right. you know, or whatever. But, to, you know, just take a break and look and say, Walt was as human as anybody. He made mistakes, but he also always strove to make things the best they possibly could. Right. I really thought that those outtakes there kind of showed that. Right, you know, right. Yes, so. definitely. Uh, really cool. Thank you, Adam. Uh, Mouse, you know, definitely go check out the Mouse and More podcast. Uh, but Adam, we appreciate you uh, listening to our show one, but then uh, wanting us to put that out there. So I hope you all enjoyed yeah. that. So that looks back at last week's episode. And let's move forward to finally this week's episode. And we have lots of stuff for you today, including Disney announces many changes to his men management team disney springs reopens yes and we received news as to when another orlando theme park will be reopening and we now know when there'll be some new muppets content coming (laughs) to disney plus but let's get to our main topic of the week as we were mentioning it is memorial day weekend last year for memorial day weekend we also went back into memories. We went into Disney attraction memories. Well, we're kind of going along the same vein with this one, but instead of the attractions themselves, we're going to go back into the attraction theme songs that are no longer with us. So let's get into that segment right now. (laughs) 
yes, we are going to be walking <laughs> through the park. And if you had just seen us, we were dancing in the dark. Well, we had some lights on. But we are definitely reminiscing uh, oh through my this gosh. episode. So. You know, I know we shared this a lot that we don't um, discuss a lot of the contents we're going to be describing um, or sharing during our podcast. So it's a little bit fresh for, for us, too. And that song, that was great. <laughs> I was cracking up. I'm sure a lot of people listening are probably laughing as well. Um, so just remember, this is the brainchild of the guy who does the newsletter. So <laughs> quirky it is. Yes. <laughs> We're wondering why it's a funky newsletter. Um, yes, it comes from this you know, twisted brain that I have inside my head. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so yes, uh, we're actually, we're not only are we looking back at attraction theme songs from the past, uh, we are also um, doing this as a five favorite list. It's one right. of the, the topics that you enjoy the most, at least that's what you tell us, is that you love our five favorite lists. You like to play along. You like to uh, chime in with that. And we have some of your responses that we've uh, thrown out there on social media, on the newsletter uh, and so forth. And so we're looking forward to kind of going through all of those uh, with you. And, you know, with our five favorite lists, we always start with, of course, Michelle, because <laughs> one, she's wonderful, all things great, uh, but she also has the best list every single time. My list will be pretty straightforward. It's what you can expect. Uh, her list always has some twists, some turns. You just never really know where it's going to end up. So let's get right to it. Here is Michelle's fifth favorite attraction theme song <laughs> from the past. Okay, so a couple things, you know, first of all, um, like you said, last year, we did our five favorite attractions that are no longer, mm -hmm. you know, active or open. And this year, we're doing theme songs. And w when I was first getting ready to do the list, I thought, well, it's probably just going to be the same list as last year. But fortunately, as I was thinking of it, and you know, looking up songs and, you know, attraction theme songs, et cetera, I was realizing, oh, no, wait, there's some theme park songs that I love, but the attraction may not be on my top five. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So anyways, that's it. it for my list, it won't be identical to last year. All right. Well, that's so, good. Mine yeah. is not as well. Good, so. good. So uh, I'm going to start right off with a 5A and 5B. Oh, wow. <laughs> Shocking. Right out of the gate. Well, what mainly because I just couldn't find a way to drop one of them <laughs> from the list. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> so anyway, so it kind of went with the rules, right? Mm -hmm. So we'll start with um, 5B, which is listen to the land. The seasons come and the seasons go. Nature knows everything that it must know. The earth and man can be good friends. Let's listen so our harvest time will never end. Let's listen to the land we all love. Nature's plan will shine and run. Listen to the land, listen to the land. Let's listen to the land we all love. Nature's plan will shine and run. Listen to the land, listen to the land. Just make believe you're a tiny little seed. Yeah. So. Very. <laughs> <laughs> and that's from back when it was listen to the land, not living with the right, land. Right. So, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I still love the attraction too. Uh, that song just, again, brings back memories, et cetera. 
So do I do number 5A now? Yes, let's go. Let's hit your whole five here. Do you have 5X? No, I just have 5A and B. Okay, let's go for it. Food rocks. A good for you. I'm on a nice So extraordinary. I love a right banana. Make me strong, Hosanna. I look to the east. I look to the west. And everywhere the fruit tastes best. To the fruit. So, yeah, I mean, that's just, you know, like one segment. Uh I loved how, you know, one, uh, it was also in the land pavilion, but one that it was addressing healthy eating, uh, two, that it was, you know, taking songs from, you know, bands and just kind of recreating the, the lyrics for it. And, you know, they had such a variety. They had, you know, like Beach Boys theme song in there and, you know, all kinds of different you know, uh, they call it food rocks, but you know, different types of genre. And it was just a fun, a fun attraction and fun song. Yeah. I, I, one of those attractions, I, unfortunately I got to the Walt Disney world. Uh, you know, my first visit was much later. A lot of these right. attractions no longer exist. So I never had a chance to visit it, but I would have loved to have been able to check that out. One of the ones, uh, that didn't make my list, but nearly did was a uh, songs from America sings. Um, right. cause I'd love that attraction back at Disneyland. It's what replaced the carousel of progress right. after it moved over to the Walt Disney world resort. Um, but, uh, the reason, it, it didn't make my list, and when it's finally I cut it out, it's because a lot of these songs were repurposed from, you know, Americana. You know, there were some right. rock and roll songs. I did think about it seriously for a little bit because I loved that attraction very much, but I just decided to edit it. But kind of the same uh, thought process there of, right. like, you know, that they, they they repurposed these wonderful songs that everybody sure. knows and loves. Exactly. So yeah, Actually, it's funny that you said that because I would have put money on it. That you, that was on your list, so it was for a little bit, and I, I cut it out kind of at the end. All it, right. some other things that I wanted to make sure and get on my list. Definitely so. understand that. So, how about your number five? My number five was actually something that was both at the Disneyland Resort and the Walt Disney World Resort, and I guess it, this was something that was actually kind of repurposing a song too, as well as some great direction, uh, some great writers, some great special effects. And my number five song that is no longer with us from attractions is from Captain EO. So yeah, that was the song that kind of closed out the entire show. Right. It's called Another Part of Me, of course. That's obviously Michael Jackson. <laughs> yes. uh, and I, you know, I mean, Captain EO was an amazing show back in the time. The 3D effects right. that they had, you know, just all this cool stuff. It was uh, directed by Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> George Lucas was involved with it. It was such an amazing show. And then, of course, you got... 
I mean, Michael Jackson music. Right. I mean, say whatever you want about Michael Jackson's personal life. Well, you know, but his music was amazing yes, and super talented. Yeah, another great song. So that's why I kind of you know had to add it onto my list. Yeah, that was a good choice for sure. I, I love. Yeah, I think yeah. we all got to experience, or many of us got to experience Captain EO at some point, and I I, I just loved it at, uh, when it was out. I thought it was. You know, I mean, it was it was very much a a copy on Star Wars and some other things, right. you know, kind of, but yeah. it was still just kind of a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. And like you said, I mean, it was bringing, you know, three ultimately talented people together for this effort and, you know, had something that was brilliant of a production. Right. That's what that's the way I felt about it anyway. Yeah. Uh, so that's my number five Disney attraction theme song from the past. Let's get to back to the fun list. <laughs> And back to Michelle's number four Disney attraction theme song from the past. Okay, thank you. So my number four song is from the Universe of Energy. Okay, so we always make fun of you getting all emotional. <laughs> I just started to tear up. <laughs> Missing poor one out for the universe of energy right now. Yes. I could just, you know, in feeling the rocket ship and everything, you know, I could just v- remember being on that attraction and seeing that and hearing that song. And again, um, you know, as shared in the past, you know, going to Epcot when it, you know, er, it's early days and everything with family and close friends and everything just has such warm memories for me. And it just kind of restores that emotion, I guess. Yeah. No, and I that's like... only number four. So. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. I know. <laughs> um, you know, and the fun thing about this is, yes, I never got to see the universe of energy when it was in that form. Uh, but we, we've been lucky enough that we've discovered these channels on some streaming services or right. whatever that we get to, you know, eventually these songs will pop up at some points. It's yes. a nice mix between uh, regular Disney songs from the film and television shows or whatever the case may be and as well as a lot of attraction songs and that one pops up and it's yeah. always it's a goer it's, it's it fun is. You know? it is just fun and so I get to experience I know these songs through that way uh, even though I never got to unfortunately uh, attend the attraction itself right exactly but yeah just you know like a fun exciting song and uh, you know like I said brings back memories but you know I also understand there needs to be changes and there's going to be some yeah. really exciting exciting things happening in that building and so that's awesome as well yeah i agreed uh, you know things have to move on at some point you know i mean 
I, everybody would love these attractions to be there forever, right. but at some point you need to advance and, you know, have the technology moved up, the storylines moved up, whatever the case may be. But it's great that you can still relive these songs through streaming services. They're out there everywhere. Right. You can find them, um, you know, YouTube, different streaming services, all sorts of stuff. You can still listen to these songs and have these memories and get choked up just like <laughs> Michelle just did. So I think so. it's just doing the podcast. That's it. That's it. That's it. It's always an emotional podcast. Yeah. Every single episode. <laughs> yeah. Very emotional. Like, when are we going to get through this? Because yeah. I don't know if, it's, if I'm doing well. <laughs> every time she does. So. How about your number four, sweetie? My number four, actually, well, I can still live this song at the Walt Disney World Resort. However, it's no longer at the Disneyland Resort. So I've decided to go ahead. And since that's the parks, um, this the resort that we attend right. the most regularly, I'm going to include it. So yes, unfortunately, we can no longer hear this at the Disneyland Resort. Clap your hands and stomp your feet and try to keep right with them. One short thing the Bear Band's got is real old country rhythm. Yeah, so uh, the Bear Band <laughs> Serenade from the Country Bear Jamboree. Again, love it. long gone from the Disneyland Resort, and I miss it a lot. I really enjoyed right. that growing up. I mean, luckily enough, we can visit the truncated version of it that still exists within Magic Kingdom at the Walt Disney World Resort. But, you know, on our daily basis, going to the Disney, Disneyland Resort, uh, going to Disneyland Park, it's no longer there. There's a small memory of right. it still within the Winnie the Pooh attraction. Exactly. Uh, but uh, as far as the actual show, is, it's not there anymore. But the, I always loved it. I love the music. <laughs> it's just a lot of fun. Love the animatronics. Right. Uh, totally enjoyable. Uh, so that's why it made my number four. So funny because it almost made my list. In fact, it had made my list at first. And then again, when trying to keep it down to six for, for my top five, I had to get rid of something. And that was one of them. Same kind of rationale, though, that you're saying is that it is something that is no longer available you know, at Disneyland. So yeah, so I it's it makes sense. I mean, if for those of you who have never been to the Walt Disney World Resort who listen to us because we you know go to Disneyland regularly and we talk Disneyland regularly, uh, obviously that would hit home with you. So yes. that's why I included in my list. So that's cool. my number four. Let's get to Michelle's number three favorite Disney attraction theme song from the past that's no longer with us. Okay, and we might be seeing a trend here, but sorry, <laughs> my number three is. Tomorrow's Child from Spaceship Earth. Tomorrow's Child, lighting the path as we're going. Tomorrow's Child, Tomorrow's Child, seeing that knowledge keeps growing. Tomorrow's Child, searching through time, longing to find answers to guide us and dreams to unite us, reaching for hope and desire. To me, it's, it's, you know, again, with the memories, but um, also I just love the theme that was carried, that's been carried on 
from what we talked about last week and, you know, the World's Fair, you know, Walt's thing about tomorrow's going to be a better day. Uh, the children of today are going to make n- our future better and our future brighter. And I, I think right now, even in these hard times, that's still a very important and valid theme. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that's a, it is a continuous theme throughout the Walt Disney World Resort or through the Disney parks in general. Right. That, you know, hey, as we continue to look through the past, also look towards the future and how things are going to be better. I mean, there's a great big beautiful tomorrow. That's you know, right. I mean, uh, it really is in many ways. That's why that attraction still exists today and is still wonderful is because that song and why they haven't changed that song well they changed it a little bit in the middle but that wasn't uh, (laughs) due to Disney's choice there's a reason they changed it back is because that is really almost the theme song to Disney I mean When You Wish Upon a Star is obviously the real theme song but um, there's a great big beautiful tomorrow could be that just as well right well again I think we mentioned it last week that you know the Sherman Brothers who wrote you know a lot of the songs for the attractions that were at the World's Fair is that um, that's how they viewed Walt. That, mm-hmm. that, I mean, or, or that they felt Walt's perspective of life in general was that, you know, there is a great big beautiful tomorrow and that, you know, the, the children of today are our future. And that's why you see that theme of, of children, you know, whether you're talking small world or whatever, that, you know, it's, it's what's going to propel us to become better. Right. Uh, I agree with you. And I, I agree with that. And I, I do believe that's what Walt uh, thought and that's yeah. why he loved the carousel of progress so much and and just the way he um you know designed these parks and always look you know it's never going to be finished you right. know it's always going to we're going to keep advancing we're going to keep moving forward and uh, I, I love that and as we look back at these we always remember them uh but we can be happy that there's new things that we're going to love to come as well yeah so talking about things to come as well what about your number three well my number three is a, it's an attraction unfortunately at least in the iteration i'm speaking of I never got to actually attend but again I've got to hear these songs over and over again mm-hmm. and I really enjoy them also for some of these songs I, I'm going to go ahead even though the attraction still exists uh, maybe the songs were in a different iteration maybe they've been you know, updated whatever the case may be I'm going to go back to the version of it that I prefer righty. and for this one this is something right out of Epcot that I think uh, many of you wish was still around today come on everybody let's we go we all have sparks Imagination. That's how our minds create creations. <laughs> right at the start of everything that's new. One little spark lights up for you. Oh, boy. Imagination. Imagination. A dream can be a dream come true. With just that spark. In me and you. So obviously, <laughs> one little spark from Journey into Imagination. Right. Back when, I think that there's so many people that would agree, this was the best version of that attraction. Right. With the Dreamfinder. Uh, with Figment being more inquisitive, not kind of the pest he is now. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, we still love Figment, but you know, that attraction needs some love. I think many of us. I mean, right. I know some of you still like it just as it is now. 
But this was an amazing version. I've seen some ride-throughs. Right. Where it was really what this interaction was intended to be. Definitely, definitely. I agree with you. And uh, great song. It did make my honorable mentions okay. list. Um, but yeah, glad glad it made yours so that we could hear it again today. Yeah. It's just a fun song. <laughs> it and, is. And just really, again, the, the inspiration behind that attraction, what it was meant to be. Uh, I think it's all wrapped up in that song itself. Definitely. Yeah. I would totally agree. And totally agree with you on the, the fact that that was... You you know, probably in most people's opinion, the best version of that attraction. Yeah, I, so. I think most people would, would say that, especially if anybody's actually, you know, we're, we're able to uh, ride it during that time. So that's my number three. Let's get to Michelle's number two favorite Ooh. Disney attraction theme song from the past. Okay. Number two is New Horizons from the Horizons Pavilion. Have you ever dreamed the dream of the children? Again, I so think good. it is so good. It's such a great song. Uh, the lyrics and music by George Wilkins. Um, I think, again, I'm sounding very repetitious. Of course, my list is kind of, uh, you know, slam dunk of uh, Epcot. Uh, blast to Epcot. the past. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. But anyways, again, I think uh, it's, uh, it's a theme that was relevant when that attraction opened, but uh, definitely so today that we do have challenges today to make things better. And, um, you know, I think we've seen human nature can prevail and be good. Mm -hmm. And so we, we can have some great new horizons coming up, oh, shining and new. Yep. If, you, <laughs> if you can dream it, then you can do right, it. Right. Yes, exactly. You can. Yes, you can. So good. Is uh, so that good. is such a great song. Again, another attraction I never, unfortunately, got to take part in. Right. To experience myself. But uh, again, that, that song is amazing. I right, know. right. And it, again, that's a, that's a, an attraction when it was there, had a little ode to um, Carousel of Progress in it. And so, mm -hmm. you know, it was nice how the company linked that historical past to that attraction when it was a, a new attraction. And I believe if I'm not mistaken, you could still experience a tiny piece of it when you're on the TTA People Mover. Right. Well, that too. Yes. <laughs> Don't get the song. <laughs> I know. It's a one little quirky glimpse right, into exactly. Horizons. Yes. So great. Uh, Michelle's number two, always the best. Uh, her last is oh, awesome. You're sweet. So how, good. <laughs> how about your number two? My number two is also staying within Epcot, Ooh. but I'm going out to World Showcase for this one because, again, I'm going back to songs that uh, maybe there are new iterations of it, and, and I'm going back to the original one, or at least one from the past that I preferred so much more, and that is from the Canada Pavilion. Canada, tes montagnes, tes villes et tes mers sont tous ce que j'aime. People from around the world have settled in your 
So I'm going back for to O Canada, the original version yes. of Canada, You're a Lifetime Journey. They've they've since updated it, changed it. But I love this version so much. One, because I think the interplay is so wonderful between the male and female voices right. as well as within the English and French, in which I think is it's so indicative of Canada itself. I just yep. think the song speaks to Canada in so many ways. Plus, it's just it's just lovely and gorgeous and just a beautiful song. So that's why it was it was up near almost it was at one for me for a little wow, while there, nice. but I pushed it back right at the very end. Uh, but I just I just love that song. Yeah, I do too, and I totally agree with you. I did I do prefer that version mm-hmm. over the updates. Um, and again, that one almost made my list for the same reason that you're saying that it, it although that song you know um may not have completely gone away did get upgrades but yeah i i totally love that version of it like you said um the interplay was great it, it almost seemed more uh, and maybe this is just me and being you know my opinion and it might not be everybody's opinion and, and i can respect that but to me it seemed more like a love letter to mm-hmm. canada and love that song yeah i mean the newer versions are fine as well but i just prefer that version and since it's you it's no longer can be heard there um that's why i've added it to my number yes. two my list now let's get to it right down to brass tacks <laughs> let's get to the best number one michelle's <laughs> number one disney attraction theme song from the past okay well thank you honey my number one um is a song by the sherman brothers no sh- no surprise there how i i just love their music um and this is one of the ones I was mentioning at the beginning of the segment is I love this song. Mm. Uh, the attraction was fine. Mm. Uh, it was quirky. <laughs> but I, I definitely love, love this song. And that is Magic Journey. Magic Journey. just uh, again fun song for me that I just love it um, it was a 3d it associated with a 3d film in the uh, journey to imagination pavilion as I mentioned it was by the Sherman brothers um, and the film actually um, I, I read was the one of the first 3d hmm. uh, encounters that the company you know actually worked with in one of their parks so uh you know it was kind of the basis of other things that came later on that we all you know may still love today um but anyways just a to me a great song yeah i mean can you go wrong with anything the sherman brothers right? do? I mean, we just love their music so much we we haven't watched the boys dropped which is their documentary behind mm-hmm. them it just dropped on disney uh, plus this week we haven't watched it yet but i have a feeling it either today or tomorrow yep. we're going to uh, check that one out for sure but i just love how how sweeping and dreamy the quality of that song is it's just it's it's just really really i enjoy it very much yeah i do too I do too. It's, and if, if anybody had seen that 3D film, it, it you know it was supposed to be like the world through the eyes of a kid. It was quirky. Let's just say that quirky. It was quirky. <laughs> 
That I believe, having never experienced it, but from the song alone, I can tell you, it sounds quirky. Right, right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the the song I think exceeded the the attraction. I'll say. Oh, well, very good. Very okay, good. now drum roll for your yes. number one. My number one. Well, this attraction, uh, it was at Disneyland. Then it was at Walt Disney World. Mm. Then it went away. It went back to Disneyland. Then it went away. <laughs> then it came back. And then it went away. But right now, it's not around. So I'm going mm. to count it. It may return. Right. But for right now, it doesn't exist. So uh, my number one is... Yes, the Main Yay! Street Electrical Parade. That's what had to be my number one. It was it's, it's such it's my favorite parade of all time. I mean, I love the Paint the Night Parade, which is kind of the updated version of it. But this is such a classic. It's back from my childhood, starting at Disneyland way back when. I just love this parade so much, and the theme is just so. Fun. I really enjoy it. And that's why it had to be my number one. It's a great number one. I think your number one supersedes mine for sure. Uh, I, again, I kind of thought about it too because it was like it is currently gone. But um, I figured, hope, I was hoping that, that you would have it somewhere on your list. Um, and uh, not to brag or anything, but I have seen it at both parks. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know it. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Um, but I have to say, having said that, uh, my favorite experience is seeing it at Disneyland. Um, what's nice when they bring it back is they usually do have like a dinner package that you can associate with it and then get VIP viewing area. Um, and so... Which is especially important for Michelle. We talked about this in the past. I mean, a lot of you can go to these parades and you're tall enough that you can kind of just, you know, spot yourself wherever you want. Just, you know, especially if you don't have any kids with you. I mean, obviously, if you have kids, you got to find a good spot for them. But a lot of you just walk up and you can see the parade just fine. Michelle, though, if if she isn't there either right up front or, you know, in some uh, elevated position, uh, she may see the top quarter of the parade <laughs> I know, right? and, but see a lot of shoulders and backs <laughs> exactly. and heads of other people so. I know it's funny how like, you know and we all want to let the kids see it so we always let the kids in the front I, I try to at least be right behind them um, because even though I might be the same height as some of the kids <laughs> I can't get my way up to the front line <laughs> but um, yeah you're right it, it is uh, much more enjoyable for me when I can get to be, you know, more forward to, to see the parade. But yeah, the one, at, when you see it at Disneyland, especially with the specialty viewing area, you are right next to that parade. I mean, you were, you could touch it. Yeah. <laughs> we don't because we're all good. We don't do that. <laughs> we don't do that. We want to come back to the park. But um, yeah, no, it is. It's a great, great uh, parade. And having nighttime parades is always fun too, you know. And I know that, well, we miss them because the parks are closed. But I know that like at Walt Disney World, they haven't had a nighttime parade in a little while. And they do miss that. And I get I get it. Yeah. 
Uh, definitely. I totally understand that, that, the you know, a nighttime parade uh, is desperately, I, I know people would desperately like that to return mm-hmm. to the Walt Disney World Resort. And um, we like our nighttime parades at the Disneyland Resort very much. And we're blessed to be able to have them there right. uh, a lot of the time of year. So, so there's our lists. Um, we had some lists also from some of our listeners and people who subscribe to the newsletter and followers on social media. Uh, a lot of you chimed in. You had some uh, theme songs that you'd like to get out there as well that are no longer with us. Michelle, why don't you? I see you have some names there. Why don't I you do. go and get through them? Okay. Uh, um, from the Mouse and More podcast, Adam sent in, and they can be found on Twitter at the Mouse and More. Uh, he put Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow. Uh, just keep swimming. The whole score for soaring, both versions, uh, interventions loop, and the whole score for illuminations. Oh yeah, and the tapestry of nations parade. Yeah, very good. Now I I pointed out to Adam after he sent this to us <laughs> that some of these do still exist. You know, and I think he had a line after that. Right, right. He says, "Yeah, I know they still exist." But I don't follow the rules. <laughs> yeah, which I agree with them. Totally. Like, neither do we. Yes. So it's all good. We can understand. It's so right thank in. You. Thank it's you, right Adam. In. We appreciate yes. it. So um, Frank and Jen from Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz. And you can find them on Twitter at Dillo's Diz. Diz with a Z. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's funny. When I saw their their list, I was like, holy crap, it's the same list almost as mine. And I was like, should I change my list? And I thought, no, I have to give them kudos for having such great taste. That's all I have to say. There it is. (laughs) Oh, this is right in their wheelhouse. I know, right? They're all about nostalgia. So this is right in their wheelhouse. So uh, they also had Tomorrow's Child from Spaceship Earth. Uh, If we can dream it, then we can do it. Uh, Yes, we can from Horizons. Uh, Fun to be free, World of Motion. Oh, I think I have that here. Also included uh, one little spark, like they said. Mm-hmm. Um, the course is currently in imagination, but I mean, yes, it's a still not the same song. So we definitely included it in right. there. Well, it's on my list. I hope so. so yeah. yeah. <laughs> Our rules are pretty flexible. That's true. Pretty fluid. That's true. <laughs> and then Nate and Serena from DVC Duo and. Um, you can find them at dvcduo.com, and their blog is amazing. Yeah, their blog is fantastic. Yeah, go check them out for sure. And they've been on the show with us talking about DVC. If you want to go back to that episode, do really delving deeply yes. into DVC. Yeah, um, they, yeah, a lot of great information mm-hmm. there. Um, so they, they did put, thank you, they put a uh, fantastic topic, Tom Michelle. Hmm, top five songs from the past attractions. Let's see, in no particular order, Dream Flight. Hmm. Yeah, Horizons. Of course. Great movie ride. That was also, I was going to consider on my list. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, The 1982 Epcot Future World background music. Hmm. 
Yes. And illuminations. Oh, people love illuminate or loved illuminations, right, especially right. the original version of it. Yeah, you know, not as much as it updated uh, uh, gradually, but originally, I know a lot of people loved their illuminations. So definitely, cool. definitely. Cool. And do you have some there too? I do. We had hit up uh, Scott in Minnesota, who is a subscriber to the newsletter. He emailed us. He said, "Hey, Tom and Michelle, I can't think of five favorite themes from the past, but any list needs to include the Main Street Electrical Parade." Yeah, I agree, Scott. <laughs> Obviously, it's my number one. Uh, he also said. And Grim Grinning Ghosts, again, still exists in the park, but okay, whatever, Uh, from the Haunted Mansion. Also, the organ music that plays during the first part of the ride, which is now stuck in my head. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Always happy to be there for you, Scott. Uh, My pleasure. Uh, Keenan and Rachel from Part of Our World Podcast, who you can hit up on Twitter at p-o-o-w podcast uh they said the horizons theme mm-hmm. for sure yep. i agree uh, horizons is excellent that's the theme and uh monoreal radio hit us up on twitter you can find them at monoreal radio and they said from Kitchen Cabaret, yes. which I'm shocked. I'm not sure that was going to be on your list. Well, it is on my, as you can see here, if you look at my screen, it is on my honorable mentions. It was a tough decision between that and Food Rocks. And I had already, already had an A and B. And I <laughs> thought, okay, is that stretching it? A, B, and C. So I um, kept it down to, to the six for my top five. <laughs> That was kind of you to only go over by one. Right? But I totally agree. That's a good one. I actually had some other honorable mentions. Yeah, let's get to uh, the rest of your honorable mentions. So uh, another of my honorable mentions is from the world of energy, you make the world go round. There is no living without you. We must keep learning about you. Now is the time to find how to. You make the world go round and round. You make the world go round. You make the world go round. You make the world go round. And also, uh, making memories, which was the pre-show to Magic Journey. Making memories, making memories, taking pictures.
<laughs> Boy, I'm usually saying uh huh or I agree or something. You're Today, just, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I used to see <laughs> our hands in the air. Like, yeah. <laughs> that food rock's still in She's me, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> At least as far as you know that. <laughs> but yeah, that's just a, a, again a fun song. Sure. Um, again by the Sherman Brothers, and you know. Well, interesting because that was the pre-show, like you said, for Magic Journeys. It was sponsored by Kodak. Kodak so, right. Uh, the Making Memories, obviously a lot of talking about taking pictures. Right, uh, right. Huh. Well, <laughs> no, no, maybe iPhone. <laughs> yeah. But it is a it, it is a fun song, a great song. So I totally understand why it's on your yeah, list. Yeah, yeah. So. I also have a couple of honorable mentions as well. Um and most of them were already, most of mine were already taken by either you or mm-hmm. some of our listeners, but I do have a couple others. I'm going to start with um, something that's no longer at the at Disney California Adventure Park. It's been taken over by something I actually like a little more because, you know, hashtag real men love Frozen. So I love the, <laughs> you know, Frozen musical spectacular. However, before that was Aladdin, a musical spectacular. <laughs> Yeah, so that was just, it was a fun show. Definitely. I mean, it's it's Aladdin. It, it was it was really a, a blast to attend when you right, got to go. Right. It was, you know, it was a great stage show. I mean, it's, yeah, it's not like going to a Broadway show. It's a little truncated version that right. from the one you'll see either on the touring company or actually on Broadway. But uh, enjoyable, great characters. Yes. Um, and I loved every chance we got to go see it. Right. And um, I know we've seen... I think we saw a couple different genies, but they were always amazing mm-hmm. actors who really stole the show and, and made it a lot of fun. Yeah. And I, I miss it. Uh, mm-hmm. Although because hashtag real men love frozen, uh, I'm fine <laughs> with what's there now. And I know as you well know about me, I will go even if Michelle is like, can't make it to the park and I need something to do during the day. I'm happy to attend that. But yeah, so I picked the best song out of uh, Aladdin, the musical spectacular, which yeah. is friend like me and you right. know, all the genies start appearing on stage. It's mm-hmm. just, it's, just enjoyable and you can see, still see it I believe it's on the Disney Fantasy uh, kind of a, a similar version right. of that is uh, on the Disney Fantasy when you sail on Disney Cruise Line one more song for you and we all know with that you know there's a great big beautiful tomorrow is uh-huh. the theme song it is the great song from the Carousel of Progress however in the middle of the run of the Carousel of Progress there was another song that was pretty good in its own right now is the time now is the best time now is the best time of your Life is a prize with every minute. Open your eyes and watch how you win it. Yesterday's memories may sparkle and gleam. Tomorrow is still but a dream. Right here and now, you've got it made. The world's forward marching and you're in the parade. Now is the time. Now is the best time, be it a time of joy or strife. There's so much to cheer for, be glad you're here for it's the best time of your life. Again, another song written by the Sherman Brothers. Right. Uh, the reason why it was in Carousel Progress for a while is because that was sponsored by GE. And GE went in there and saying, well, 
hey guys, you know, I know that there's a great big beautiful tomorrow, but we make all these appliances and everything. We want you to remember that, hey, th- there's great stuff going on right, right now that we're creating at <laughs> GE. So they kind of changed it up for a little bit. Then once that sponsorship ended, they went right back to right. there's a great big beautiful tomorrow. Exactly. That's, yeah, that that is an interesting story. And, you know, um, in there, they talk about it's the best time, even with strife. And, you know, one of the things when we were talking with the monorail family and we'll talk about that, I think a little bit later mm. too. Um, but anyways, we were talking with them yesterday and you know, one of the things we're pointing out with, you know, some of the hardships the world is going through right now, that there are amazing positives that have come out of there, you know, and you know, I can share from my personal experience where I work that there have been some fabulous people donating, donating meals to our staff, you know, or, you know, um, I was saying power drinks or candy bars, gift cards, you know, whatever, you know, there's been such, such generosity out there that, you know, we can't thank people enough for being so wonderful. Yes. Uh, people have been treating uh, some of our healthcare workers, many of the people, the first responders, the people that are on the front lines of this, and even the grocery workers and the delivery right. people who have uh, really gotten us through this, this trying time. Uh, they've treated them so well. And that's, we're very appreciative. Of yeah. So, so that's our list of five favorite Disney attraction theme songs from the past. Uh, thank you to everybody who took part, sent us in stuff through email, yeah. social media. We'd still love to know uh, if you have songs that you uh, miss out there. There are Feel free to email us, HyperionAdventuresPodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on social media and uh, let us know and we'll share them on a future show. Yeah, so we may we may not have remembered all the good ones. No, but we got a lot of good ones yes. there. Those were some great songs. Our five favorite attraction theme songs from the past. Hurry, don't be late. I can hardly wait. I said to myself when we're Reminiscing. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, let's get to our Disney stories of the week. Uh, every week, they, actually, the Disney stories have been picking up this week, which yes. was which was great to hear. You know, because there's a good. lot of interesting stuff going on out there. And I'm going to start with uh, we have some several changes uh, to the management teams of the Walt Disney Company, and right. this is straight from a Walt Disney Company press release. Tuesday, Bob Chapek, Chief Executive Officer of the Walt Disney Company, announced a new Disney Parks Experience and Products Leadership Team that will be led by Josh DeMauro, who has been named Chairman Disney Parks Experiences and Products. Yeah, Yay. congratulations, Mr. DeMauro. Uh, he was recent. He most recently served as the president for the Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, he succeeds Mr. Chapek as the uh, in the same role, Chairman of Parks Experiences and Products. In his new role, Mr. DeMauro Tomorrow will oversee uh, Disney's iconic travel and leisure businesses, which includes six theme park resort destinations in the United States, Europe, and Asia, uh, top-rated cruise line, a popular mm-hmm. vacation ownership program, which we know well about, <laughs> an award-winning guided family adventure business, and Disney's global consumer products operations, which include the world's leading licensing business across toys, apparel, home goods, digital games, and apps. And the, uh, it's also the world's largest print publisher, Disney store locations around the world, and the shop 
Disney e-commerce platform. That is a big role, but yes. uh, I think most many of us agree out there that uh, this was the guy we were all hoping right. to take over yeah, that position. Great news, great news. Yeah, so uh, congratulations. That's uh, fantastic news. Congratulations. Uh, hopefully, we'll. I saw him out at Disney Springs uh, greeting people right. as they were opening yes. back up. Um, that's that's uh, amazing. Yeah, uh, really cool. So congratulations to Josh Demaro. Uh, in conjunction with that, uh, they also uh, named these other key appointments that are made throughout the Disney Parks Experiences and Products Executive Leadership Team. First of all, Rebecca Campbell, who has held the leadership roles across uh, Disney's media, international and parks businesses, and was most recently served as the uh, president of the Disneyland Resort. Uh, she is taking over as the chairman of Disney's Direct Consumer International excuse me, direct to consumer and international. Uh, she will oversee the company's streaming businesses globally, including Disney plus. Wow. Nice. Yeah. So congratulations to her. Uh, J- Jeff Vall, who was formerly, uh, the president of Disney signature experiences, including Disney cruise line after our, uh, Panama canal cruise, right. I sent him a link to our show and he responded and said, thank you very much. He also had somebody else call us and saying, thank you for you know saying such nice things oh, and everything. So, wow, that's uh, cool. Yeah, that was really cool. Anyway, he's been named president of the Walt Disney world resort now. So yes. um, I'm very happy to hear that. Uh, Ken Potrock, who, who uh, had served as the president of consumer products becomes the president now of the Disneyland resort. Uh, Karen, uh, excuse me, Kareem Daniel, formerly the president of the Walt Disney Imagineering Operations, Product Creation, Publishing, and Games, has been named president of Consumer Products, Games, and Publishing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and Thomas uh, Maslam, who was the senior vice president of resort and transportation operations at the Walt Disney World Resort, now becomes president of Disney Signature Experiences, essentially taking over. That includes Disney right. Cruise Line. So congratulations yes, to everybody yay. who uh, received these great new wonderful positions within the Walt Disney Company. We can't wait to see uh, what you do with the future. Right. I mean, and we've been so... Um in love with a lot of the things that they've done in their prior roles that uh, we're excited to see what they bring into these new new responsibilities. Precisely. So that's great news. Other great news was that Disney Springs opened up uh, this week on Wednesday, May 20th. I just mentioned that uh, Josh Jamaro was out there greeting guests as they came in. Uh, I was really, you know, watching it on social media. It was an interesting process. Um, don't know if it was a complete success, but it doesn't look like there are many people out there enjoying themselves, doing the right thing, right. wearing the masks, um, you know, approaching it in the right way. And hopefully that will continue. And actually, you know, people will even do better going forward. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a great sign to see things more and more opening up, uh, you know, including with the Disney company and, you know, just everyone getting used to the new normal for a while mm-hmm. and, you know, moving forward just everybody out there follow the rules you know try and keep everybody safe uh keep yourself safe keep everybody around you safe you know social distancing wear the mask and uh we'll get through this thing um, we're we're on our way and we'll continue to be on that path that's right uh we also received some news as to when a certain orlando set of theme parks will be reopening unfortunately it wasn't the walt disney world <laughs> resort but that's okay uh this from the from orlandosentinel.com universal orlando's theme parks and water park will reopen to the public on june 5th almost 10 weeks after shutting down because of the coronavirus pandemic uh before the general public returns to the universal attractions there will be previews for its employees on June 1st and 2nd to fine-tune the new procedures, followed by two days with a limited number of invited guests on June 3rd and 4th. I think a lot of uh, 
annual pass holders and and such were invited oh, yeah. to those nice. days. Yeah, and I, those went out earlier uh, this week, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, the resort's plan for Universal Studios, Islands of Adventure, and Volcano Bay has the support of Governor Ron DeSantis. Uh, Universal said Friday afternoon, making it the first of the big three theme parks to welcome back tourists after unprecedented closures. Of course, Walt Disney World Resort and the and SeaWorld uh, could present their plans possibly as early as this week uh, to the Orange County Task Force that's looking out for these things. Uh, some interesting stuff from or, uh, Universal Orlando's website as to what to expect when you're going back. They say this carefully managed reopening comes with stringent, stringent new health, safety, and hygiene procedures in place. So uh, we, as we enjoy our parks together again, everyone will need to follow CDC guidelines and the recommendations of health officials and Universal Orlando's policies. And this is an interesting note as part of it. Note that any public location where people are present provides an inherent risk of exposure to COVID-19 and we cannot guarantee that you will not be exposed during your visit. So Universal, I don't think really needed to do this, okay? You know, they, they can't really, everybody should know. Right. If you're going out, it's out there, but they're backing, they're backing it up like, look, um, if you want to come, if you're not significantly concerned about it, fine, but just note, you know, it is still out there. It's right. not gone away. <laughs> right. You know, so uh, they're just kind of covering themselves just in case. Yeah, and it makes sense. And, you know, it's just the fact that going anywhere has some inherent risks. And, you know, it's up to people to make their decisions. But it, again, um, like what we're saying, this is great news that there are there is movement towards, you know, getting things back open. Um, very impressed with Everybody in these organizations, you know, really coming together to to follow CDC recommendations and do everything they can to make it as safe as possible so that people can have a great time. Yeah, uh, that's what uh, I I agree with all of that. And yeah, Universal is just trying to cover themselves. But uh, you should know uh, if you're going to go out and, and you're right. It's true of any, any right. place you go, the grocery store, right. getting gas for the car, work, whatever the case may be. If you're not just, you know, locked into your home and not going anywhere and not receiving anything, right. whatever, <laughs> that's the only way you can guarantee that you're not going to have a, a possibility right. of being around it. So um, they're just letting you know, reminding you, just, you know, that it is still out there. So why not follow their guidelines that they're putting out there? Like they're going to be limiting capacity and they're going to be uh, following social uh, distancing guidelines throughout all the attractions, restaurants, and shops. They're increasing their aggressive cleaning and disinfect, uh, disinfection procedures, uh, is what they're saying from their website. Right. All team members will undergo temperature checks and wear face coverings, and all team members will participate in extensive training on our new procedures. They will also require all the guests to wear face coverings. Mm-hmm. They will also require you to get a temperature check if you're going there as well. Uh, floor markings will be out to promote social distancing and at select locations, including uh, prior to boarding ride vehicles guests will be required to use hand sanitizer so they'll have hand sanitizer ready for you before going on any of these attractions so uh so they just ask please follow the guidelines follow the instructions from any cast members out there because you know they're all trying to work through these uh, these processes and then you know you you know, mixing things up and thinking that your way is the right way that you should be doing things that there's against what the, 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 the team members are telling you or right. whatever that just does not lead to good things. Right. So exactly. just, you know, if you want to go to the parks, 
just go along with it for a little yeah. while, okay? Right, exactly. And, you know, it, it is different than what we've done in the past, but it doesn't necessarily mean it can't be fabulous. Right, exactly. You can still have a wonderful trip. And I think we all need a little joy in our life, uh, whether, you know, back in our lives, whether it be, our, you know, Universal or mm-hmm. hopefully whenever SeaWorld and, and the Walt Disney World Resort open up again, um, I think we could all use uh, a little a little of that joy back. Right. Um, so uh, we also received uh, some good news uh, late this last week. It appears that Disney is still moving forward where they propose new uh, Disney Vacation Club Tower at the Disneyland Yay! Hotel. Yeah, there was a little concern with this because they were saying they were uh, putting a pause on some of their construction stuff. Right. But uh, this, according to the OCRegister.com, Disney unveiled new renderings and blueprints for a planned 350-room Disney Vacation Club timeshare tower at the Disneyland Hotel that showed a tiered section with grand villa rooftop balconies, poolside garden units and an intriguing interactive water feature uh this was unveiled at uh, uh for it was a town hall webinar for anaheim residents in the walnut street neighborhood next to the plant project that this all happened on thursday uh plans for the disney uh disneyland dvc project are still under review by the city of anaheim no announcement has been made about when construction will begin we don't know yet uh when it will be opening originally they were talking about it being in uh, 2023 but obviously with delays and it still hasn't been completely approved yet uh, we'll just kind of have to wait and see but at least it's we know it's moving forward yes. at this point. Uh, hope 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 it does and yeah. signed me up yes um, me too finally one last disney story of the week from me oh. um yeah it's gonna say i have one it's from me uh we now know the date when we will be getting new Muppets content. Mm. This from Entertainment Weekly. Disney Plus has decided it's finally time to play the music (laughs) and light the lights on a new Muppets original series. The streaming service announced Wednesday that everyone's favorite felt frog, wisecracking bear, and karate chopping pig are getting their own limited streaming series Muppets Now, uh, which will be launching on July 31st. So that's exciting That is exciting and fun news, for sure. Hashtag Save the Muppets. (laughs) Um, That's a really, really cool... Uh, we're very excited about this. We saw a little, or actually, unfortunately, you weren't there that day, but I got to see a little clip about this, uh, the Muppets now. They couldn't really talk about it at the D23 Expo, um, but it was uh, really fun looking. It's just great to see. We love the Muppets. Yeah. We're happy that there's Again, new fun, Muppets fun news. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Disney first teased the show at last year's uh, D23 Expo, mm-hmm. like I was just talking about. But now we have a few more details about the series, what it will actually look like. It's going to have six unscripted scripted episodes come on just six <laughs> hopefully it'll be successful if we get more than just six um and it's gonna be following scooter as he rushes to round up the muppets and ready them to upload their first streaming show <laughs> as is the muppet way there will be plenty of celebrity guest stars as well as many obstacles and distractions standing in their way and presumably including explosions wayward chickens and maybe an occasional boomerang <laughs> fish so uh, that's great news. Uh, we love the Muppets news. and we're excited for the Muppets to return on Disney Plus at the end of July. Yeah, and it sounds like a really fun um, uh, format or concept behind it. So. Yeah, uh, it. very exciting. I can't wait to, to see what uh, comes of that. And I know we'll be right on there on July 31st of watching it as soon yes, as it debuts. So. Exactly. so that's my Disney Stories of the Week. However, I believe Michelle has a Disney Story of the Week and we all know Michelle <laughs> always has the best Disney Stories. I don't stories. know about that. This, I think was just 
announced today. So um, and some of you may have already heard about it, but um, the NBA and the National Basketball Players Association are having exploratory conversations with the Walt Disney Company about restarting the 2019-2020 NBA season. Um, The idea of being considered may happen as soon as late July. Wow. Right. So I, mean, I had heard a little bit that there were some talks about that possibly happening. I didn't know how far they've progressed in that. But that's right. Good. Right. So I think there is some movement. So here's um, what what's officially been announced by um, ABC and ESPN, et cetera. Um, what they're considering is using the Disney's ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex mm-hmm. um, that as a, like a single site or, or NBA campus, if you will. So it'll have, you know, ability to, to support games, practices, and housing for the players. Nice. Yeah. So if you've ever done a run Disney event um, at Walt Disney World, you've been to the complex uh, to pick up your bid and bib, bid, hmm. your bib, and get a chance to purchase some running goodness from some of their vendors out there. So, um, so you you've you've at least been able to see that complex. And there's been other, you know, sporting events that, yeah, that I mean, take place throughout the year out there. So that's not just run of, Disney. Lots of uh, uh, scholastic uh, athletics go out there and perform. You know, and obviously the, the big uh, cheerleading right uh, event happens out there every year. But also there's lots of uh, different baseball teams different uh, gymnastic teams, yes. whatever, all sorts of different uh, crews go out there and, you know, it's, they're kind of rewarded by progressing on and getting to play in a little tournament or whatever. Right. At the Walt Disney World Resort. Yes. It's kind of nice, yeah. So, it's a, uh, actually the complex is a 220-acre complex. It has three arenas and hotel accommodations that would allow the league to restart playing with limiting limited outside exposure. Nice. Yeah, so uh, if they do move forward with the plans and it's still uncertain, um, but... They're not sure will they just pick off pick up after where they were when they, they ceased operations or will they just kind of go right into playoffs? That's still uncertain too. Um, but you know, some of the things that sounded optimistic was that the um, the league is expecting to bring the players back on June first, uh, considering like a two week um, training camp. Well, quarantine, actually, two week quarantine, you know, and then get into that. So going with the timeline of, you know, the end of July makes sense with some of that, that those plans. So um, it's just kind of cool. Again, more and more things opening, but also fun that it's involving the Disney company and, you know also help supporting some financials in that direction as well. So yeah. always good for us. Unfortunately, you know, they won't be without crowds at this point. So right. there's a lot of obviously jobs out there that have been hurt by, you know, the fact that these sporting events have not, you know, existed you know, a lot of vendors and you know, right. security and all sorts of stuff. But it would just be nice for everybody. I think we're, many of us are starving for a little sports on TV. It'll be nice right. to kind of get, uh, whether it be major league baseball, NBA, whatever, NHL, uh, whatever, get it all back out on, on television and just kind of give us another little you know break from the monotony of, of right. daily life right now exactly so that's great news hopefully that uh it, they move forward with yeah that. uh some other a little like update on shanghai um you know as you know the way they're doing it is by date specific tickets so even if you're an annual pass holder there you do need to reserve a date for your annual uh, pass to be used um, and just out of curiosity I looked it up today and the first available date for tickets would be Saturday coming up so mm. it's not 
two to doesn't seem like it's extremely difficult. Um, uh, interestingly, though, the Sunday 31st was not available for tickets, but the rest of the days for the uh, through the first few weeks of June are available. Um, so it is nice that that seems to still be going okay and, and progressing forward nicely. That's good. So. And, and we do have listeners around the world. So if you happen to be able to make it to <laughs> Shanghai, uh, just know uh, we are, they, they, there are some availability if you want to go out and, and visit Shanghai right. Disneyland. Yeah. Very cool. Their hotels look so cute too. <laughs> Shanghai, I, it is on the bucket list. Of right. That eventually we want to we get out there and we want to do all the Asia parks, but um, I, Shanghai Disneyland is one of the top of the list. For yes. Sure. For sure. So this isn't necessarily a news story, but I guess it's current events somewhat. Um, so, and I don't want to bring up any spoilers, but I did want to mention about the Mandalorian document documentary. Yeah, I can't speak. Disney Gallery is what right. it's called, but yeah. Right. Um, the most recent one, the information about the technology they share is sick. It is amazing. It was blowing my mind yeah. last night as we were watching. <laughs> so again, don't want to give any spoilers because if you haven't seen the episode yet, you, you'll really want to enjoy it uh, firsthand there. But um, all I can say in addition to wow is even if you don't watch The Mandalorian or care for The Mandalorian, um, you will find this episode really interesting and enjoyable. And and because it really is just talking about tech, new technologies in filmmaking. And I think you'll be um, so impressed and amazed by what is coming and continuing to grow and, you know, how they, they utilized the te newer technology now that it's just amazing. So all I can say is this is the way. <laughs> Very nicely done. Yeah, I was saying it last night. I mean, if they don't win multiple awards, uh, for the technology that they developed for this show, you know, I mean, the show is great as it is, you know, but the, the technology they've developed to film this thing uh, is incredible and, um, right. it, and groundbreaking and will be put into use uh, over and over again going forward. Yeah, and yes, I, I, exciting. I think it's, it's spectacular. And yeah, uh, go check it out if you haven't checked it out. Check out all the episodes. But uh, this one was, I was just sitting there with my mouth open just going, wow, I right. cannot believe that that scene was done in that way. Right. You and know? like I said, you don't even have to be a fan of The Mandalorian to really enjoy this episode. Mm -hmm. And I knew that this technology was somewhat being used throughout it. I didn't realize how much it was being used right. and how impressive it was. So really, really cool to see. So definitely check that out. Yeah. The Michelle stories, always the best <laughs> stories. Talk about also the best from Michelle. Well, we never leave you without some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation. <laughs> and we always start with Michelle. One, because she has great lists. She has great Disney stories. She's wonderful. She's beautiful. Oh, and she's I'm really, so really smart. But she also has the very best tip. So let's get right to it. Here is Michelle's tip of the week. You're so kind, sweetie. So uh, my tip this today is in, actually uh, in honor of Memorial Day. And that is to remind everybody, if you have never checked out the flag retreat ceremony mm. at either Walt Disney World, uh, Magic Kingdom or Disneyland Resort, you really need to do that. Um, it is it is really just a touching, warm experience to have. And um, it can be like uh, convenient if you're using it as a time to head back to your room to just kind of relax and regroup before going back out or having dinner. So they usually do it um, at Disneyland. It's a little early. It's usually around 4.30ish. Um, in Disney World, it's around 5ish. Um, so you just have to look it up on your parks calendar or what time it is. Or but, the app. Or the, app. the app. Right, right. You know, and, and so we'd recommend gathering there uh, around Town Square 
just a few minutes before, five or 10 minutes before. And, um, and, and it doesn't last a long time, um, but it really is great. They often bring in uh, veterans to kind of highlight them there as well. The um, Disney band plays patriotic songs as they're lowering the flag. Um, veterans are saluted with military songs as well. Uh, Dapper Dan's usually are there. Um, so, it's really a great thing to try. It's just a little something in your day that will, you know, just kind of make you feel warm inside. Yeah, it really is heart touching. Uh, it really is something to see at least once. We were, as you were alluded to just a little bit ago, we actually were talking with the, the team from the Monday Morning Monorail, mm-hmm. Justin, Samantha, McKenna, and Garrett, because uh, we have a show upcoming with them here in a couple weeks that we're going to be, but we did the interview yesterday. We'll be dropping it in a couple weeks. Tease for that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but we were mentioning that with them, and they and they said they, they have not had the chance to do that yet, and so we were explaining to them why they might want to check that out at some point. And they, they did seem intrigued by it. Yeah, sure. so that would be my tip is, to, you know, once the parks are back open, is really take a moment to experience that very time-honored tradition at the parks. Very much. I, it really is wonderful. It, it just is a great moment. We do it a lot when we, especially like, you know, you go to the Walt Disney World Resort, it's hot, so we'll like go in the morning for a little bit, take a break in the middle of the day, you know, cool down, right. maybe get a little food, nap, whatever the case may be, and then head back out to the parks for the right. evening after it's cooled down. And usually around five o'clock or so is a good time yeah. if we're going back to Magic Kingdom to kind of head back to the parks. And so we'll kind of a lot of times hit that up as we're on our way back in. Yes, exactly. So, so. Uh, Michelle's tips, <laughs> always the best tips. Now for my little lackluster secondary <laughs> tip, uh, I'm going to talk about, I mentioned how they're still moving forward with this new tower at the Disneyland Resort mm-hmm. for Disney Vacation Club members. And that's going to be wonderful if they do go through with that. And yes. that appears because we'll actually have another place there uh, where, you know, as a Disney Vacation Club member, you can book ahead of time, get right. those things, get ready. They have another one. And of course, the tower over at the Grand Californian mm-hmm. Resort uh, that you can book for DVC. Uh, but those aren't going to be the only place or aren't the only places where you can use DVC points. I know that's the only thing that's regularly listed on the site. If you're going in, in, right. in your Disney Vacation Club member and you're looking to stay at Disneyland, what's going to pop up is the Grand Californian, uh, you know, staying there. Right. Uh, however, you can also stay at either the Disneyland Hotel or the Paradise Pier Hotel. Now, we've mentioned this before. I think we've mentioned it in our DVC uh, episodes and possibly as a tip in the past as well. I right. think we actually uh, mentioned in our Disneyland Hotel episode. Right. I was just going to say, yeah, when we go. stayed at the Disneyland Hotel on we, our DVC points. We stayed there on points. You can use your points at those hotels as well. Now, if you are a DVC member and you stay at the Walt Disney World Resort regularly, you know you can also do that for other uh, resorts that are not DVC right. based. But there's a fee involved with that that's usually, I think it's $95 if mm-hmm. you want to stay there. You can go stay at many of these places, but they're going to tack on $95 on top of the points you're going to use up. They waive that, at least currently right now, at the uh, Disneyland Resort, knowing that there's limited amount of uh, Disney Vacation right. Club spaces there. So you can just make, you know, they have a chart on the website, on the Disney Vacation Club website, or you can just call uh, to DVC and ask them about it, find out what the points are, see if there's availability, and you can book uh, rooms at either the Disneyland Hotel or the Paradise Pier Hotel if you can't 
for whatever reason, get into the Grand California, or if you just want to stay at one of the other places, uh, no extra charge there. Another great thing is just like at the Walt Disney World Resort, you do not pay for parking. Right. Uh, which is, believe me, that is a huge benefit if yeah. you're staying at the Disney <laughs> Resorts at Disneyland because uh, that will rack up money on you quickly. Right, yes. So uh, if you are planning, if you normally go to the Walt Disney World Resort and you do like to go or want to go to the Disneyland Resort, there's just another way until they open up this new tower that you can put your DVC points to use. Right. And, you know, like you said, they you can call up. They're really, really helpful. When we did it last time, we actually made changes. We added dates, et cetera. And, you know, it's it was super easy. Yeah. Very easy process. It's just a phone call. It's not as easy. Unfortunately, it's not as easy as booking it on the website, but a phone call is easy and they, they'll right. work with you really well. And uh, we had an enjoyable stay and we plan on doing it again at some yeah, point. Yeah, that was a great tip, baby. Thank you. A secondary tip to yours, but still, I don't uh, know hopefully people got something <laughs> out of it. So uh, that's it for this week. Next week, hey. It's our second anniversary. Wow. Hard to believe. Yeah. Can you believe we've been on the air or on the air? <laughs> I'm so back in my radio days. <laughs> on podcasting. Well, this through. is all about Memorial Day. That's right. So. <laughs> <laughs> Pouring one out for my broadcasting career. Uh, <laughs> it's been two years. It's hard to believe. Uh, so next week we're going to, it's going to be, you know, it's usually about us. Next week, it's really going to be about us. <laughs> uh, we're going to be looking back at the year that was for the Iperion Adventures podcast and look forward to year number three. Uh, we want you to be a part of that show because as much as it's all about us, uh, you are kind of what helps us uh, bring this. It, it, we do this because of you, because you've shown us so much. I mean, if, if we no one listened to us, if no one said they enjoyed the show, we probably still wouldn't be right, doing exactly. it. Definitely not two years in and moving on to our third year. So we want you to be a part of it. Uh, anything, yeah, all three of you. <laughs> we're up to five now. We're up to five. Uh, anything you want to say about our show, uh, we're welcoming in. Uh, you can uh, write it out to us. You can send it to us through email. You can uh, hit us up on social media, whatever the case may be. It could be written. It could be an audio clip, which would be even better. Yes. If you want to do a video, that would be even even more spectacular. But however you want to do it, uh, again, either hit us up on social media or send it to our email address, Podcast at gmail.com. I just ask that we, uh, if we can have those by 3 p.m. Eastern time, noon Pacific time, uh, next Saturday, May 30th. And we have time to get them all together right. and have them ready for the show, which we'll be recording on May 31st. Yeah, so we really would love to hear from you all. It would make it a much more enjoyable episode than just us talking and yapping and going on and on. Like we usually do. Yes. Right? <laughs> no, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a, a great big celebration. We'll have a, you know, looking back at the year that was, the year moving forward, what we have, we have some exciting things right. coming in the uh, next year for the Hyperion Adventures podcast. And we just want you to be a part of it. So uh, please, please send us whatever you want. We right. appreciate it all. We want to be able to highlight and thank you for being a part of our Hyperion adventure. Exactly. And we appreciate that you joined us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you find podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there, why don't you go ahead and sign up for the newsletter? Yeah, great idea. Sign up for the newsletter. And also, we really appreciate anybody who sends us a review, whether it's a star rating or an actual review. We love that. And we also really appreciate if you could tell a friend about our podcast. Yeah. The very easiest way to uh, let people know that you enjoy this podcast and they may like to listen to it as well is just by telling your friends and 
family. You can also follow us on social media. Uh, we're very active out there. We have a great time. Uh, we're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And of course, you can always email us, as I said before, at Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Right. And as you mentioned, sign up for the newsletter. Sign up for the newsletter. And thank you for listening to the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical day.